You are listening to the Bozeman United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. Every Monday morning, you can catch up on the previous Sunday sermon or ones you've missed from the past. You can find out more about us at bozemanumc.org or on our Facebook or Instagram page. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to share with a friend. Well, good morning, church. Welcome. Glad to have each and every one of you here this morning, those of you who are joining us in person and those of you who join us in line, those of you who literally ran into the building this morning. What a beautiful place to be. How much fun it is to cheer on our runners as they go past. And, and after the service today, we're going to have a party next door in the parking lot to continue to cheer on folks and, and just to celebrate being back. It is Welcome Back Sunday. It's a wonderful Sunday in the church. I mean, if you've been outside even this morning, but in the last couple of days, the air is beginning to cool down. Have you noticed that the days are getting shorter? School has started back. There's bobcat football. Thank God. All is right in the world, church. And today is Welcome Back Sunday. And traditionally for many churches, not just our own, the Sunday after Labor Day is the day that we welcome everybody back. It signifies the end of the summer break. And all of our groups and programs of of all ages, we get back to our regularly scheduled programming. It's a fun time just to gather together and jumpstart into the fall season. And see, for the church, the summer months, they present a lot of different opportunities for us. The church doesn't close. It doesn't really slow down. We just do different things. We go to camp. We go on mission trips. We spend time with our families. We go on adventures. It gives us a, summer gives us a, a chance to take a break, to rest, and to gear up for the next season of life and, and ministry. And, and that's where we are today. If you remember, we're ending, we're we're nearing the end of the Christian year. There are only 11 more Sundays until we turn the calendar over to Advent. That's 106 days until Christmas, if you're counting. I'll let that sink in for a minute, and everybody's, don't stress out on me, it's fine, it's 106 days. (laughs) But I feel safe saying that we as people, as we end the end of a year or a season, we begin to reflect upon the time that has passed. And for me, Welcome Back Sunday is one of those days. It's one of those starts to a new season in the life of the church. And for me, it often feels like an anniversary because just a year ago, I got to come here and start being your pastor. And, and it's a whole lot of fun to take this Sunday and look back at this last year. And boy, have we done a lot. We have gone through 11 different sermon series together. We did Advent and Christmas and Easter sunrise service in the snow, and then Pentecost. You've seen a full liturgical season of Converse shoes. <laughs> we have celebrated and grieve the lives of people we dearly miss. We have skied together, we've hiked, we've run, we've had adventures, we've added Pastor Mel and Pastor Mary Emily to our pastoral team. We have done a lot. Not to mention, we got new carpet. We're getting a new kitchen. We're doing a lot, church. 
we have welcomed back old faces and new friends. And guess what, church? We have barely, we have barely scratched the surface of our time together. How exciting. And I love Welcome Back Sunday because it gives me that chance to just be intentional to look back at the last year, to look at who we are as a church, at who we are as individuals, and to begin to hear and see where God is calling us into this new season. And that's exactly what we're going to do for the next few weeks. We're going to look into this sermon series called Discovering Divine Design, and it's all about making space for each of us and, and, and as a church to hear and see where God is calling us next, into this next season of life and ministry together. See, this Methodist church has been here since 1865. And very clearly, it has had an impact on the lives and the people here throughout the Gallatin Valley, or we wouldn't be here. The work of sharing God's love and grace for all people is powerful. It's impactful. It's important. And we continue that work on today. And as I begin to think about the last year, I think about the last 158 years that this church has been in existence and sharing God's love with all people, and I can't help but get excited about what the next 158 years looks like and the legacy that we all leave behind in that. And to do that, and to begin to do that, we start by embracing our identity in Christ, by owning and exploring our faith and embracing our identity as a church for all people, no matter what the world says, or how society divides us up as people. The church is sacred space for all people to come and be themselves. And each and every one of us, we all have this beautiful and unique identity as a child of God. Each and every one of us has that. Each and every church has their own identity. If we were all the same, how boring would that be? Oh my gosh. If we all wore tie-dye Chuck Taylors, it wouldn't be fun. We would be bored. But we're no. We don't. We all have our own identity, our own identity, and our own special little things that make us beautiful and unique, and the church is no different. But the thing that happens with the church and with, with Christians, with people who follow Jesus, is those who are the loudest and most harmful, they tend to drive the popular perception of who and what people outside of the church think the church is and the people that are inside of it. But that's not who we are. That's not who we are as a people and that's not who we are as a church. We not only have to embrace our identity in Christ and the hope and grace that comes with it, first we have to know who we are. We have to know who we are as a church and as a people. And so I want you to hear again from 1 John chapter 3. Hear it. See what kind of love the Father has given us, and that we should be called God's children. And that that is what we are because the world didn't recognize him. It doesn't recognize us. Dear friends, we are God's children. And it hasn't yet appeared what we will be. But what we know is that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. All those who have this hope purify themselves as Christ is pure. 
Church, you got to hear it one more time. You are a child of God. That is the base of our identity of who we are as people inside and outside of the church. But what does it mean to be a child of God? See, the writer here in 1 John, he's unpacking the relationship that God has with people and makes it clear that the love and grace of God is for all people. And to be a child of God is not to claim any kind of special separation or or privilege or anything like that from the rest of the world. It's not to separate ourselves, but it's to realize and to know and to own that all people are children of God. And I love this scripture. I love this section. And honestly, church, is probably the piece of scripture I use most often in my life. I use 1 John, this very passage, in every funeral and memorial service I do. Because I believe it. I believe that we are all children of God. And anytime that I step into those rooms, I know there are people that are sitting in that room who have never heard that. In fact, they've been told quite the opposite. And so I use that. I lean into it so that at least at one point in somebody's life, sitting in that room, they have heard that they are a child of God and are loved. Being a child of God is not an exclusive club. To be a child of God is is inclusive in nature. It's inclusive in God's grace for all people and, and grace. There is such a significant amount of hope in that that we don't have to have it all figured out, that we don't have to be perfect, that we don't have to have it all together as a people or as a church. There's hope in that grace. And so what does it mean to be a child of God? Simply put, it means to be yourself. It means to be human. To be a child of God means we're open and honest in our doubt and our wonders, that we're open and honest where we've seen God at work in our lives and where we've struggled. It means we're honest about having it all figured out, that we aren't perfect. But as John Wesley would put it, that we're moving on to perfection in love. In church, that means we make space for all people. It means that we move beyond the four walls of this building and, and we meet people right where they are, physically and spiritually, with God's love and grace. It means we do the hard work of healing the harm that has been done in the name of the church. It means that we look upon the world with the same eyes and the same heart that Jesus does, and we see each and every person that is before us in the same way that Christ does, as a child of God. And I got to tell you a story about someone who made that impact in my life. A few years ago, when I was up in northern Montana serving the churches in Shoto, Brady, and Dutton, It came at a time when I had to have a really hard conversation with those three churches about our identity. Who we were going to be as a church, who we were going to be as a people, and who we were going to be as a community. Who I was going to be as a pastor. And I got to tell you, I was terrified of that conversation. I did not want to have it. I was stressed. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't sleeping well. I was prepared to have a very hard conversation that could quite possibly mean that I had to move, and I didn't want to move. I loved those churches. I loved those communities. I wasn't done there. But I didn't know how this conversation was going to go. I didn't know how it would end. And the weight of it all 
felt like it was all on my shoulders, and week by week it just got heavier and heavier. And as Sundays passed and we got closer to that meeting, I felt the burden of that weight. But I didn't share that with anybody. I didn't share that with anybody in the church. I didn't let on. Michael and I talked about it a little bit, but nobody in the church knew. And the day, that, the day came that we had to have that meeting, and I stood at the back, much like I do here, and I greeted everybody and shook hands and hugged people and had a cup of coffee, sent everybody to the basement, and I took a deep breath because I wasn't sure what was about to happen. And before I went downstairs, an absolute saint of a human stopped me. And this person, her name is, her name was Chris. And Chris was one of my piano players, and she played piano beautifully. I loved sitting beside her. She played the piano for me on Sundays. But Chris's health was failing her. And she hadn't had an opportunity to be in church for a while because it was just too hard. In fact, on this particular day, her husband had to bring her in in a wheelchair because she just couldn't walk in the building. But she waited patiently as I shook everybody's hand and gave hugs and sent them down into the basement and took this big, deep breath. And her husband wheeled her over to me and said, Pastor, I need to tell you something before you go downstairs. And I said, sure, Chris, what do you got? And I'll never, I'll never forget what she said. She looked me in the eyes and she said, Pastor, I can't go to the meeting today. I just can't get downstairs. But she said, I want you to know. I want you to know something. I made sure I was here today so I could tell you this. She said, I believe every last person, every last one of us is a child of God. God loves us all. Regardless of what the world says, we are all children of God, and I need you to know that before you go downstairs and have this meeting. And I want you to know that you are not alone. Remember that as you go. You were loved. And then she left. She went home. Chris changed my life that day. In so many ways, in so many parts of my life, I had met resistance in the church and in the world for the idea that everyone, that each and every one of us is loved and is a child of God. And right there, Chris shattered all of that with a bold and honest confession of grace. When I think of moving on to perfection and love and owning this identity as a child of God, I picture Chris. I picture her playing that piano. I picture her in that wheelchair reminding me that no matter what happened that day, we are all children of God and we are loved. Church, I will never, ever forget that. And to be a church, to be a people who follow Jesus, to make room in that bold and graceful way to proclaim that all are a child of God, to see all people, regardless of the, what the world says, as a child of God and they are loved, to see yourself as a child of God. I want you to do something for me a minute. Take a look around. 
Look at the person beside you. Smile. Say hi. And tell them, you are a child of God and you're loved. Come on. Humor me again for a minute, and on three, let's say it as loud as we can. Our doors are open. There are people running by. What a more beautiful message that as people are hurting and hating their life choices for running, (laughs) that we remind them they are a child of God and they're loved. Can we do that? Ready? One, two, three. You are. The person sitting beside you is a child of God. Your neighbor is a child of God. The person running by the street is a child of God. The person who cut you off on 19th Street yesterday is a child of God. The person you disagree with politically or socially or whatever is a child of God. The person or group of people the news says isn't is a child of God. The person you see in the mirror each and every day is a child of God, period. Let us embrace our identity as children of God, as a people, as a church. Let us not be cookie cutter. Let us live and move on towards perfection in love and create and live into the sacred space for all people to be who God has created them to be. We pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Bozeman United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on each week's sermon. To find out more information about us, you can go to bozemanumc.org or check us out on our Facebook and Instagram pages. No matter where you find us or connect with us, we pray that you get out there and do good.